0: Welcome to the X-Men Task Podcast. My name is Willie.
1: And my name is Sonia. And today we're talking about cold vengeance.
0: Vengeance is very cold.
1: A dish best served. Oh, no, that's revenge.
0: Never mind. That's exactly... We got the quote exactly right.
1: (laughs) So before we dive in here, uh, please remember to visit our Facebook page. Become a member. Just search X-Men Task Podcast in Facebook. If you like the podcast, and uh, subscribe, give us five stars.
0: Tell all your friends, and follow me at Twitter, at Willie Simpson.
1: Okay, plug done. Now, Cold Vengeance, what is this, episode six? So,
0: yes, it's best to remember, uh, in the last episode, the X-Men fought the Morlocks, Mm -hmm. Wolverine saved Cyclops' life, Mm -hmm. and at the the conclusion of that episode, uh, Cyclops went to thank Wolverine in his room. Right. But instead,
1: they found his weight room abandoned. With- Wolverine was <laughs> gone for the third time in five episodes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow, we really have our official announcer voices on today for some reason.
1: Yeah, well, baseball season has started. We're, li- we're listening to all <laughs> the announcers.
0: <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um,
1: anyway, that's your quick recap. So we- Wolverine was gone. And now in this episode, we find out where he went to. And we see him really triumphant in his homeland up in Canada somewhere.
0: Up by the Arctic Circle, it looks like. He's way up there.
1: Right. and He he
0: really needs to get away from it all.
1: He's skiing up there. He's got his sleeping bag on his back. And he's pretty happy. Yeah, real excited to be home.
0: Until it turns out, dun-dun-dun, Sabretooth was tracking him all along. So we last saw Sabretooth a few episodes ago, where uh, the last time we saw him... Uh, he had slashed Wolverine's guts out, and Jubilee blew him through the wall of the X-Mansion. He he retreated into the woods of Westchester. It just saw him,
1: like, <laughs> creeping away, and, uh, you know, that could have been the end of him, but here he shows up again. He's been using his super smell to, <laughs> to track
0: Wolverine. Well, I mean, his overall stalking skills. Right, okay. Yeah. And he just, like jumps out of nowhere on this ice shelf. And he says something (laughs) – he hints more at their backstory where he says, you know, 10 years ago I never could have gotten this close. You're getting soft. Right. And then Wolverine says, "Uh, I'm still young enough to take on punks like you.
1: Right. And they have a fight. And then he says, I should have smelled you coming. <laughs> <laughs> Which is true. He should have really smelled him coming because he's supposed to have a super smelling yeah. uh, ability also that I, I, I guess I, he didn't use. But you know, whatever. it's like the
0: Arctic seems like there's not too much to smell other than the water. There's a lot of wind blowing around. You probably And a yeah. big
1: stinky saber tooth. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So they get into a big fight. Sabretooth uh, gets the upper hand. He essentially knocks Wolverine into the frozen ice waters.
1: Right. Off this, like, ice shelf
0: cliff right. sort
1: of thing. And then he's, like, yelling at Wolverine.
0: A lot. He's, like,
1: attached, to an, attached himself to an ice flow. Right. And Sabretooth's voice is really, like, echoing yeah. throughout the land.
0: Not even your mutant healing powers can keep you alive in the middle of the Arctic. You'll die. Frozen and alone. Does he say that? Yeah. Frozen and Wait, alone? Wait, I'm not done. Just <laughs> and I'll track you down, just for the pleasure of burying your bones. Oh, that hurts my throat. <coughs> and Wolverine is just sort of smirking to himself.
1: Yeah, he's hanging onto some ice. He's fine. He's like floating down. His
0: mutant and... powers will help him survive. Yes. Um, and then he does get rescued by um, a local tribe. Right. Of Of uh, ice fishing people.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Native...
0: We don't know if they're Eskimos or Inuits. Um, let's just call them... Native North Americans. Yes, Native North Americans. And uh, Sabretooth also sees this, and he's very upset. He says he has a coward's luck, which I don't know what a coward's luck implies exactly.
1: Well, like...
0: Are cowards lucky?
1: I think he's, like, calling him a coward and lucky at the same oh, time, okay. so right? It's not the ca- concept... Wolverine didn't, like, come back to fight him. He... He got away, so, like, he's calling him a coward. And
0: right. then he
1: also got lucky. So I don't know. Is coward's the, luck an actual expression? That's what I want
0: to know. If coward's luck is, like, a common thing that happens to people that are cowards. That up, we'll but. have to – someone will have to let us know if yeah. coward's <laughs> luck is real. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, that's what's going on with Wolverine. He's, his trip away to get some uh, fresh air from the X-Men has uh, already sort of ended in disaster. Or not ended, but uh ended up in disaster.
1: Well you know, whatever. He's saved, kind of. He like wakes up in the uh
0: He wakes up naked in a hut with uh an old man in
1: like a tent, yeah. <laughs> in a tent. With well, with one of the elders though. The
0: elder, uh Poyeta. Right. Who is very wise and very caring. Right. And is uh, like Poyeta's grandson supposedly wants to turn him into the government for reward. But Poeta says we have too much honor for something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they think they can get a snowmobile. His grandson uh, Kiowak wants to get a snowmobile for Wolverine. Why did? Why would? There Which be actually, in the end, would for have been a good trade.
1: Into the <laughs> government, though, like they don't know anything about mutants up there. For all they know, he's just like some guy that washed up on shore. Like, what makes them think there's a reward out? You for know, him?
0: actually, and this is spoilers for an episode like four seasons from now, or something, or maybe two seasons. <laughs> but they. Wolverine is a wanted like, fugitive from the Canadian Secret Service force known as Alpha Flight.
1: (laughs) Why why would Key know that? (laughs) He
0: wouldn't, but I'm just saying that they actually might get rewarded for (laughs) turning in this guy that the Canadian government's looking for.
1: Well, big mistake. Yeah,
0: it was actually a really big mistake that they didn't didn't just turn Wolverine in. It would have saved them a lot of trouble, as we'll find out. Right. Um, But meanwhile, back in uh, Westchester, New York, at the X-Mansion, there's a fight brewing between Cyclops and Gambit. Right. Which is funny because with Wolverine gone, it just looks like Cyclops needs someone to yell at.
1: Yeah, he needs to be, like, the guy in charge and, like, make fun of somebody. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, well, Wolverine's know, he's not, he's not making there. fun of
0: him, but he, he's, like... Just, like,
1: get mad at somebody. I yeah. don't know. And so, like, Gambit's heard about this place called Genosha. Right, an island. An island, which is, like, a tropical, beautiful paradise, apparently, with, like, a big resort that's mutant-friendly. Mm-hmm. So he's very excited to go there.
0: Very famous in X-Men literature, but go on. Right. Yeah.
1: And Cyclops basically shoots the idea down right away. Yeah. He's like, what? We have important work to do. What does he say? I don't
0: like you spreading unfounded rumors.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just, like, not up for a vacation, not up for checking out this Genosha idea. Yeah. Like, not into it at all. And he's, like, yelling at Gambit about it. And yeah, then... he's ready
0: to, like, kick Gambit off the team at this moment.
1: <laughs> right. And, like...
0: Gambit's being pretty relaxed. I mean, I, I, he's annoyed at Cyclops, for sure. Right. But... Gambit's Cyclops like, is overreacting, you know, life, you know. Yeah.
1: But um then like Professor X comes in and he's like, "What's going on in here?" and they explain the situation and Professor X is like all for it. He's like, "We could all use a vacation." That's a good idea. Great
0: idea, Gambit. <laughs>
1: and then like all of a sudden Cyclops is like, "You're right, Professor. That is a great idea." <laughs> I know.
0: <laughs> it's it's like... a, he's such a brown noser. He's got no shame. And then and then they go off to Genosha and Gene's like uh, you know, she sees how tense Cyclops is. You know, we could all use a vacation. Yeah. And he does not read her at all. And he's like, "Yeah, from Gambit, ha ha ha." <laughs> right? But no. Like, Whoa, why are
1: you picking on Gambit now? <laughs> yeah, leave
0: Gambit. Gambit. <laughs> Gambit's like out there researching, like you know, mutant like happenings, and you know, and he's excited, and but Cyclops is. What does he want to do? Just like spend all his time in like the basement of the X Mansion, brooding in his spandex. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what he wants. So that's the subplot of this episode. But then uh, we sort of cut again to Wolverine back at this uh, tribal camp, um, and he's really fitting in there. Uh, right. At first, he walks around in his Wolverine outfit, which is kind of funny. But then he quickly uh, ch- uh, changes back into his uh, Canadian winter
1: we- gear-, gear. Oh, I guess that makes winter sense wear. because
0: he, his clothing was was uh, wet. Yeah. So that needs to dry out. Okay, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> So Wolverine agrees to help the village. Uh, He goes on a fishing expedition with Kiowak, the young, uh, brash uh, tribal villager, and his team. And um, Wolverine... Catches a lot of fish.
1: He like really shows him up because Kiowak's like, all right, just watch and listen, like, yeah, just it takes do as you're told. Years
0: to master the nets,
1: right? And then Wolverine, like, super expertly, like, and one try, throws the net in. He's like, oh, you mean like this? And like, pulls up and like an amazing catch. And <laughs> it's not
0: like I think to be fair, it's possible. You know, Wolverine's like we've said in other episodes, he's like 150, 200 years old, something insane. Right. He grew up in Canada. Right. It's, it's possible
1: he's actually like good learned at how fishing. to do this. Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and he's also super strong and has super keen senses, so it, it is not unreasonable that he could do it in one try. But anyway, right. the point is, Kiowak is completely humiliated, and then Wolverine makes a joke at his expense. Well,
1: that's the other thing, is that like Wolverine is not humble no. at all about this situation. No, he's just rubbing it in <laughs> Kiowak's face. Right, they like all get out of the canoe, and, and Wolverine's like picking up these enormous like bushels of fish yeah, that he just caught. Yeah, like 200 like,
0: pounds of fish on each shoulder.
1: Right, and all like the villagers are
0: impressed. He's as strong as a polar bear (laughs) and then Kiowak says he's not that strong and he tries to do the same thing and he falls on his ass and all the fish fall on his face and the entire village laughs at him and Kiwak is completely—he does a face palm, like a Nasta goodness face palm—and <laughs> Wolverine's just like giddily walking along, you know, yeah, like accepting all the female praise.
1: Totally being a jerk, actually. <laughs> well, he's
0: just—he's not paying attention to Kiwak. He's not observing Kiwak's emotional needs or stress. He's, you know, very much enjoying his vacation at this point. Right. And then. Um, And then we learn that uh, uh, Poyeta is a much better therapist than Professor X.
1: Right. The village elder is really, like, taking the time to listen to Wolverine's woes and not pushing him too hard. And he's,
0: like, prescribing him stuff that's actually good for someone who has, like, severe, you know, emotional issues. He's having him work around the village. And then he says he has to act like a kid again, so he makes him go on the trampoline. And he just, you're right, and he's not pushing him too hard. He's not like entering his mind like Professor X in a psychedelic nightmare where they merge <laughs> like physical bodies and <laughs> right. float over floating spikes. Right. You know <laughs> <laughs> It's a little bit more traditional form of healing. <laughs> which seems to be working well. And then, you know, uh like we uh Kiowak is not pleased. He just goes off for a walk on his uh, by himself just to clear his head until he runs into Sabretooth.
1: Right, who wants to kill him but then quickly realizes that
0: Well, well, uh Kiowak thinks that Sabretooth is a snow demon Right. and that he's here to somehow like answer Kiowak's dreams or prayers cuz uh you know, Sabretooth mentions like you have the smell of you have the stink of wolverine all over you. Mm-hmm. And Kiowak quickly explains, "No, I hate wolverine. He's made a fool of me." And that's when Sabretooth instead of killing Kiowak, he
1: like, enlist his help. Basically. Yeah, cooks up
0: this revenge scheme. Right. And it's kind of surprising. I mean, Walk was just going for a walk. He, yeah, I mean, granted, he was humiliated by Wolverine. But he didn't seem that upset, really. He mm-hmm. just needed, like I said, he needed to clear his head. Right. But the second he meets Sabretooth, he's, like, ready to kill this stranger.
1: <laughs> well, but they don't spell he's it out that it's to, go to be murder. death, you know? Like, Kiowak might just think, like, all right, this is going to get this guy out of my hair. Yeah, maybe they're yeah. going he's th- going to, like, take him somewhere else, wherever they came from. Well, he
0: says—so what happens is uh, Kiowak challenges Wolverine to go on a fancy hunting trip. And uh, he says some, like, really ominous line, like, uh, maybe you have something to prove, uh— you know, to an old enemy or an old friend or something like that. It's like, and Wolverine instantly knows he's talking about Sabretooth. Yeah. Um, And again, Wolverine should smell Sabretooth on Kiowak as much as Sabretooth smelled Wolverine on him. Yeah, right. <laughs> Wolverine's nose isn't as good as Sabretooth's, I guess. He's busy healing. He yeah. can't concentrate Wolverine... on all those things. Wolverine needs to get really close to the snow to smell footprints in the X-Men world or right. to the ground smell footprints. That's right. Maybe
1: Sabretooth has better smelling abilities. Or
0: maybe he puts on cologne or something. <laughs> 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 anyway, um, so Wolverine and Kewok get in a boat, and uh, it's there that Wolverine, like, confronts Kewok. He says, okay, I know we're not going out to hunt seals, which, by the way, seal hunting <laughs> 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 Imagine if they were going out to hunt seals and Wolverines, to, just a scene like, of him just bashing seals' heads in with a stick ugh, or chopping them up. And, awful. It, but it's all for the village. I mean, they need to eat.
1: Yeah, right. They need their seal blubber. I, I mean, guess. so
0: we missed that scene, but yeah, seal hunting. Anyway, <laughs> um, uh, the point is that to answer your question from before, uh, Keelwalk mentions, like, yeah, I thought I was leading you to a trap, right. which to me means death, you know. That, uh maybe. Yeah, I, you're right. But, I mean, that's what we should...
1: For the record, seal hunting could also not, like, definitely does not mean, like, bashing seal heads in this cartoon because they can't... <laughs> what would it mean? They can't show that. Out. Isn't that how
0: you hunt seals? You club them, right?
1: I have no idea. I've never hunted a seal. Or you shoot them. All I'm saying is they wouldn't be able to show it, like, animated because of, like, But it's cra- it's crazy
0: they've put the, the idea in my head. That's a- <laughs> It's something I never noticed until us watching this at age, like, 33 years old.
1: And now it's all you can think of. Yeah, it's like,
0: wow, they're seal hunters. I mean, okay, but that's fine. Um, anyway. Uh, so, you know, Wolverine, they they sail back to the village. There's been a big explosion. It was all set up. Um, Kiowak is an idiot. Uh, Wolverine's about to kill Kiowak because... He betrayed Wolverine and now the whole village is in danger from Sabretooth. Right. But um, –
1: Way to make it a real egotistical moment though because Wolverine gets back to this village and it's burned to the ground and he's like, there's no peace for me, not even here. My happiness is gone, like something like that. I'm like (laughs) – This
0: is a very quotable episode. (laughs) Your
1: happiness is gone but also like like dozens of people are dead. Well,
0: he doesn't – okay. Well, I think Wolverine first assumes they're dead. Yeah. But then – I think he must quickly realize they're not dead they're just kidnapped.
1: Right, yeah. So, I, you
0: know, he's I the don't whole know, but his, his is burnt emotions. To the say, I think his emotions are legitimate and there. And he's
1: like there's no peace for me anywhere. Well, that's Severi. true though. I
0: think that's like a actually really good character moment of mm-hmm. Wolverine that uh, you know, it's like anywhere he goes he's just haunted by violence and horrible like people from his past that are tormenting him. Yeah. So, we actually that's a good like uh this is like a really good character episode for him in general. Yeah, it is. Um, so, Wolverine switches into his, uh, into his Wolverine outfit to go on this mission (laughs) (laughs) to save the day. Um, but meanwhile, again, we cut back to Genosha. Actually, that might have been the scene before, but let's talk about Genosha again. Right. Um, Gambit and Storm and Jubilee arrive. They drive up to this, you know, beautiful hotel resort. We see people playing tennis. And Gambit's really flaunting the fact that he's a mutant. He says, "He's like, oh, they they really must like mutants here." He says yeah. something like that. He says, "Do you think they treat us so nicely if they knew we were mutants?" Right. You know, he's not like hiding. It. Like, there's people in earshot that they can hear they're mutants. And Storm keeps telling him to like shut up.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, because the professor had asked them to
0: to keep like, it keep as, a low uh, profile. Undercover. Right. I mean, but Gambit's wearing his full X Men costume, which right. is kind of suspicious in my eyes. Well, I don't know. At I least mean,
1: Storm is not. She's in. She's her, in like, like a, leisure wear
0: with bell bottoms. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well anyway they go up to the uh they go up to the hotel and this has always been curious to me um the hotel clerk like he like checks out their I don't know like their their ID card or something and he's tapping into his computer, mm-hmm. and he gets all this image, all these images of Storm in the mall from the first episode. It's
1: not just images; it's video. He right. has like video footage yet again—mysterious video footage
0: of all these episodes of we've of seen. The X-Men
1: like in action Are
0: freely circulating in the X universe. Storm
1: like magically changing into her Storm costume. Right, then... he's got
0: that on his on his nineteen ninety-three uh, desktop computer.
1: Right. <laughs> So, who knows where that video footage came from, but he sees it, so he knows they're mutants and so and- they
0: they check into the room, but the hotel clerk creepily like makes a phone call. He's like, I've got some new arrivals. I think you'll like them.
1: Right. And his his eyebrows changed. And, and his mustache <laughs> is really twitching. It's like when they first walk up to the counter, he's drawn as like a yeah. friendly man. And then by the time he sends them away, he's got like some really sinister eyebrows yeah. and you can tell he's a bad guy. And, and this like, raises okay.
0: a lot of questions. <laughs> this is a huge resort, as we've seen. It's like a, it's like a six-story tall big building with beautiful surrounding grounds. People are playing tennis in the grounds. Um, Mm -hmm. they have a lot of bungalows, it seems. Mm -hmm. And, like, how many people in this hotel are in on this, um, scheme?
1: Right, like, how many of the guests are actually mutants? Or humans. Right, how many guests are there actually?
0: I mean, alright, spoilers, Genosha is not a mutant-loving paradise. It's a human-run dictatorship.
1: Well, you don't have to do spoilers, because in the very next scene, we see that, like, that... The X Men like Jubilee and Storm and Gambit are there, and like they start getting gas pumped into their yeah. Hotel I, rooms. I know, but like,
0: like <laughs> <laughs> you're right. yeah, the mystery is gone. Yeah, um, but my point about like Genosha is that it um it's a human. It's like the most racist like mutant anti mutant country on Earth, maybe right? Because like I said, like this hotel um is. Uh, you know, just the hotel clerk at the front desk, who otherwise might be just serving human guests for $12 an hour, you know, mm-hmm. taking phone calls and booking rooms, is also, like, secretly involved in this military operation where he would be, uh, you know, subjecting people to be kidnapped and cataloging people. It's it's pretty insane. So you, you think know. he's
1: making pretty good money, basically? Well, who,
0: I don't know how much money he's making because, like <laughs> I said, he has to sit around and be a normal hotel clerk otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> So it's just, like, it's just pretty sinister, you know, right. how far this conspiracy goes. Yeah. All right, but then, uh, that's getting a little ahead of ourselves. Let's, uh, finish up the story with, uh, Wolverine Sabretooth. The northern lights are out. It's the nighttime. Wolverine finds Sabretooth and discovers that the whole village is tied up on a ice bridge. Right. Suspended over, um, you know, like, the freezing... Rapids. Rapids. And, um... This is interesting. I always wanted to know this. Sabretooth says something like, uh, you got one minute to save him! You know, I always wanted an edge in a fight. And I timed it when we were watching the episode. It actually takes Wolverine two minutes and four seconds to save everybody. So, Sabretooth either lied about how long the timer was, or... Uh, somebody Sabertooth. lied to
1: me. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, maybe it's that it's a distorted sense of time because we're watching like it cut back and forth, and it's not in real time. How's you know,
0: I, I I considered that, but as I was watching the fight, <laughs> it's pretty much like straight like like one, A B C D, yeah, of yeah. action. Um, I think the real answer is that Sabretooth uh, is uh, bad at demolitions. <laughs> anyway, uh, they fight again. Um Sabretooth gets the best of Wolverine. He basically ducks and Wolverine jumps into the to the water and uh you know with the the, the time ticking Wolverine still lets out a quip as Sabretooth, Sabretooth falls to his doom. Well, not his doom, but he into
1: some crevasse of ice. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: He says, uh, "Better luck next time. This time, stay gone." Something to that extent. Um, I botched that quote, but that's okay.
1: Yeah, um, we got the idea. Uh,
0: so then Kiowak and Wolverine uh, save the villagers just in the nick of time. Mm-hmm. And then it's like a really like fucked up ending, I thought, with how this whole subplot's resolved. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to describe it or should I? Go right ahead. Um, so basically, the village is completely destroyed. It's in ruins. Uh, and Wolverine's like, let me stay and help you rebuild your village. It's the least I can do. And... Uh, Poyeta Poeta says, no, uh, you know, we're going to go live in the city now. All the Uh, young
1: people have been wanting to do that anyway. Yeah, the old ways are gone. Right.
0: And uh, he's like, uh, good luck, my friend. Yeah. And that's actually – and so then Wolverine says, like, you called me friend and smiles. And the music in the background is kind of inspirational. Yeah. But that's actually really screwed up.
1: Actually, all of the scenes with these these villagers have had, like – I don't know, like pan flute music or something that's like kind of ridiculous. Yes. Anyways, yeah, now they have the inspirational music and, you know, it is a little fucked up, but at the same time...
0: I mean, their whole society is ruined. It's Wolverine's fault. I mean, not like directly his fault, but... If he hadn't, like, come along, they would still have a nice, like, society going. And now they all have to live in the city and, like, abandon their culture forever.
1: But that's real life. We're teaching kids about real life here.
0: I guess. But they pitch (laughs) it as a happy ending. And it's actually really sad. Right. And, uh, and, like...
1: That's the real shame of it, I think, is that it's probably something that does happen in real life constantly. Like, to lots of cultures all around the world. Yeah, they get
0: driven out of their, like, you know... But... Their homelands. It's
1: usually not... Like, now
0: they have to be Canadian. Here they're
1: making it like <laughs> seem like a choice, and it's not really a choice in real life. It's a lot more bleak.
0: Yeah, so it's a pretty. It's <laughs> it's actually it's bleaker in retrospect. As a kid, you thought it was like a happy ending, um, but anyway. And then we're gonna cut to Genosha again. Um, like we said before, it was a trap. The like iron. Like doors slam shut on the windows and and the the front door of this cabana that Storm Gambit and Jubilee are relaxing in. Green gas again, our favorite g- green gas is pumping mm-hmm. into the into the room. Yeah. Gambit so blows the door open. Yeah. And they're surrounded by like a paramilitary force, like android men.
1: Bunch of sentinels. Well, start no, the, walking the in. sentinels
0: come in the very last scene. Yeah. So they're the surprise for the very ending. But basically, like ah, they're they are. They, well, that's okay. They are, we're all
1: about spoilers. They are face, they're facing, yeah,
0: we're not good at spoiling. They are facing, like, other giant robots that look equally as menacing. Mm-hmm. And Storm says something like, Gambit, you must not endanger human life. Right. And Gambit says something badass, maybe you can't, and immediately throws his cards at all these people. And it actually looks like they're doing a pretty good job between Storm and Gambit, mm-hmm. you know, protecting Jubilee and, like, blasting and wind typhooning these fools. But then, like you said, the Sentinels emerge and they capture them all with, like, one of my favorite Sentinel powers. Yeah. It's almost like the Spider-Man web. Mm-hmm. It shoots like a, a, a metallic coil. Right. Actually, more like Dr. Octopus, and it wraps them all up in three, and they just can't do anything against this against the Sentinel. Yeah. And then that's the cliffhanger. Right. And then the next episode is called Slave Island.
1: Right. So, like, the Wolverine storyline has pretty much wrapped up. Yeah. Uh, you know... We don't see exactly what he's going to do next, but we know that he's like at Liberty again.
0: Yeah. And well he's a lo- he's at more he's at peace. Right. So he was really frustrated from the whole Morlock incident and his uh, unrequited love for Jean Grey. Right. But uh you know, now he's ready to return to the X-Men presumably. Right. But meanwhile, Gambit, Jubilee and Storm are in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Yeah. And um I you know, this episode Cold Vengeance is <laughs> A classic.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was saying to you earlier, like, I really remember this one strongly. I don't know if it was rerun more times than the other ones or something, but it also, like, struck that chord in me as a little kid where it's like the X-Men were a little more real because it wasn't just in the mansion. Right. They were expanding their horizons.
0: They're, like, out in the world.
1: Exactly, like they're traveling to different climates and stuff. Again, they're really (laughs) making use
0: of that Professor X gold card that he probably gives them (laughs) with unlimited uh, travel points, Miles. Right. But, you know, I don't know why it's a classic. I mean, so many of the lines are quotable. All those lines I said, I botched a few of them, but they're, like, pulled directly from my memory. It's, like, just pounded into my brain. Um,
1: Yeah, and because, like you said, it it is real character building. Yeah,
0: it's a real Wolverine episode, and he's, you know... uh, He's just a great character on the show, and we get into his backstory, and um, Mm -hmm. and then the subplot is real intriguing with Genosha, right? And then Slave Island, I just you know as as a little bit of a teaser for the next episode, I think it's still my favorite X Men episode ever. Hmm. So that'll be very exciting to tackle next. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I think uh, you know. Again, season 1 still riding super high in terms of quality. Yeah. Uh and it's only getting better. I mean, I'm you know, I'm really drawn in. Like they're still keeping up the theme of the Sentinels. Mm-hmm. You know, we're still learning more about Wolverine and some other characters and the team dynamics.
1: Yeah. And it's a really smart storyline because it really weaves in and out like yeah. it, there's callbacks to a lot of things that have happened before, but you could also just watch watch it as a one-off. And, and-
0: it's nice like it's like got that good like Star Wars uh, opposing environments mm-hmm. thing, just the contrast between like an ice world and a jungle world. Mm-hmm. It's very reminiscent of Empire Strikes Back in that way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that came to my head, but yeah,
1: and like high stakes all around. Yeah, yes, one. yeah,
0: and good like you know. I just want to the soundtrack on the show is awesome. Yeah, it is. Uh, the 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 fight music between Sabretooth and Wolverine is really good. Done. Dun, 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 dun. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Just imagine that on repeat. <laughs> all right. So uh, until uh, next time, uh, until we see you for episode seven of Slave Island. That's all I got.
1: Yep. Me too.
0: All right. Good night.
1: All right. Goodbye.